Dear listener, if you listen to segment one today, I talked about the concept of decency and I talked about how we're so divided into right and left camps that it's hard to to come to a common ground on anything. And specifically there I was talking about trying to define what decency means. But the the division among us, this being able to find a common ground and whatnot is is just rampant in everything. And I'm going to dig into a lovely article I found on Huffington Post uh, about a young lady who quote unquote infiltrated a right wing moms group. And uh, we're going to just kind of dig into the, the crazy of that a little bit. Uh, my name is Dan. This is the Soul of Wisdom. Thank you for joining me for segment three of the day. Uh, please do take a moment to visit us at soulwisdom.com, S-O-U-L-E, wisdom.com. Uh, you can tweet us at soulwisdom. You can email us questions at soulwisdom.com. If you like the content that we're putting out here, please do like, subscribe, share, hit the punchy thing on Rumble, leave a review on the podcast side. All of those things teach the algorithms that we're good people that people should be listening to. We are growing we will grow faster with your help so i would appreciate it before we get into it on segment two we opened up the lego star wars advent calendar and we got a baby grogu and i promised you we could show him off for segment three so if you are visually gifted uh you can see uh it is a little grogu in a handy carrying case no doubt which is just lovely but i'll take him out of the case because there you can see he also focus camera focus there you go kind of camera always has trouble focusing on the legos but you can see he's in like an ugly christmas sweater so it's like perfect okie dokie so we're going to put him on the shelf behind us and then we can get on with the show all right let's dig into it i'm going to approach this segment a little differently than we do most here I am going to read this this piece, and I'm going to give commentary as I go. <clears throat> and I'm going to do it this way because it's a bit of a longer piece. So I think it's a read a little, discuss a little kind of thing. Uh, but please do try to stick around for the entire segment because this is a really interesting story if you haven't seen it elsewhere. it's um, It says something. All right, so from HuffPost, uh, I joined a far-right group of moms. What I witnessed was frightening. Uh, this by a lady named Phoebe Cohen, who is a guest writer. So let's get into it. Look around for trigger words, the woman says. She's perched on a chair in front of the room. She's well-dressed yet funky with elegant boots, a demure sweater, and some colorful jewelry. Equality, diversity, inclusion, marginalization. These words are CRT. If you see these words in your kid's homework, you need to speak out. Uh, I am in a meeting held by a local right-wing moms group. It's an organization catering to mothers who are bent on protesting at school meetings to stop the supposedly evil critical race theory agenda from being taught in public schools and address other typically conservative concerns. Okay, so stop here for a minute. I'm curious. Do they advertise themselves as a right-wing moms group? Is that what the Facebook group is named? I'm curious. Um... And is there a reason why somebody couldn't protest at a school meeting? Uh, don't we have these meetings so that we can have conversations, so that we can raise opposition to points, so we can agree with things that we agree with, things like that? Otherwise, why have the discussion? Just a thought. Article continues, critical race theory is not currently being taught in public schools. We can debate that, but that is for another segment. <clears throat> 
Uh, she continues, there are about 20 of us. We are all maskless, all apparently white. Uh, time out. I don't know what apparently white means. Um, you know, again, why do we always have to go to race on everything? But there she goes. So whatever. Uh, continuing, mostly women and all on the younger side. Uh, I'm in my early 40s and seem to be the oldest person in the room. A group of children, including my son, the only one in a mask, are scampering merrily in a play area down the hall while a young woman with a baby in her front carrier keeps an eye on them. On the wall by the door of our seminar room is a sign. It says children should be heard, respected, encouraged, loved, appreciated, guided with compassion, given freedom to learn without coercion. And then she says what exactly the last phrase means is ominously vague. Okay. I'm not sure what's vague or ominous about uh, given freedom to learn without coercion. Uh, perhaps she doesn't understand the definition of coercion or maybe the definition of freedom or maybe the definition of learn. I don't know, but give me a bit of a break there. All right, she continues, for several years now, I have been worried about the increasing right-wing views that I have noticed in my demographic, white suburban women. Before 2016, I always thought of Nazis as mainly historical villains that belonged in Indiana Jones movies or old newsreels or the sad stories my grandfather told me. Now, however, as the last Holocaust survivors are dying, I am aware that fascism is creeping back into the world at large in terrifying ways. You have got to be freaking kidding me. <clears throat> so we're making the leap from a group of moms who have conservative views to Nazis. Just let that sink in for a second. Mom with child, literal Hitler. I don't see how they, they mesh, but okay. Let's continue and see where she goes with it. <clears throat> I wanted to know how I could fight against the appallingly stupid yet dangerously widespread disinformation that is entrancing many of my friends and entrancing rather many of my friends and neighbors. Basic facts about COVID-19 are being dismissed by whole states as part of the liberal mainstream corporate media. Bodies from COVID victims were stacking up in the ICUs and filling morgues back in 2020, yet I was called a child abuser by other people on the street because I made my son wear a mask. Why are people going nuts? Why are people dismissing the science and history in favor of conspiracy theories? And most importantly, how could we nudge the nation in a saner direction? Okay, so a couple of thoughts here. First of all, uh, who is she to define what information or disinformation is? I mean, honestly, is, is she an expert? I'm curious. She talks about bodies of COVID victims stacking up and filling morgues. Uh, that's sensationalist, very much so. And then she's like, why are people going nuts? Well, she kind of is. And then she says, why are people dismissing science and history? Uh, I'm not sure where the history comes in in this paragraph because she doesn't cite any other history, but whatever. And then about nudging the uh, nation in a saner direction, again, uh, how do you define sane? And as I talked about again in segment one today, how do you define anything when we're so disparate? Just saying. All right, let's continue. Uh, I was especially curious about activist groups that specifically target suburban women. Okay. 
These groups seemed intent on making life more dangerous for my child. How? According to my local right-wing women's group, masks should not be allowed in school. They told us to stop worrying about kids dying of COVID. Actually, the stats bear that out. You should not worry about your child dying of COVID. Don't believe me? Please go Google it. There, as a percentage, your child is incredibly safe. And there are also studies out there that talk about how having children in masks harms them long term because they can't see faces. They can't pick up on social cues. It affects their learning. Just saying. Anyways, to continue, uh, they were also vocal about not wanting racism and its deep formative history in the United States to be taught. Some of these people literally do not believe that white privilege exists because, according to them, the Union soldiers who fought in the Civil War were overwhelmingly white. Uh, no, I don't understand that argument either, she says. Uh, time out. Uh, go watch the movie Glory, okay? And the... Um, Oh, name escapes me. Um, the guy who played Red in um, Shawshank Redemption. It doesn't matter. You know who I'm talking about. Um, he played a character and Denzel Washington played another character. And he got in the Denzel Washington character's face and was talking about how, you know... <clears throat> Basically, the Denzel character was being very racist in his views, and he pointed out how all these white people were dying for them by the thousands, and he knew because he dug the graves for them. So, maybe that's what they were citing, you know. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't racism and stuff like that, but there are certainly, you know, instances in the Civil War being one of them where, you know, you had white soldiers fighting to free black slaves, among other things they were fighting for, of course, but that was part of the equation. Anyways, before we get down that road too far, she's a little crazy. Uh, others feel that our country's history shouldn't be included in curriculums if it makes people, namely white people, uncomfortable. I would love it if she would have cited actual conversation here. That would have been interesting, because I have a feeling that this is being sensationalized to the nth degree. <clears throat> but We'll continue anyways. Every teacher I knew was struggling with COVID restrictions and dealing with students venting uh, their post-pandemic trauma through increasingly disruptive behavior. School districts across the country are dealing with staffing shortages due to teachers burning out from stress. Why add to teachers' difficulties by threatening school instructors who dared to teach topics like Jim Crow laws, the civil rights movement, and the repercussions of slavery in America? Uh, I learned all of those things. Uh, and so did my children. So I, I find it hard to believe that these things are not being taught in schools. Just saying. <clears throat> Anyways, she says, To learn more, I joined a local right-wing Facebook group for moms. It's a private group that requires aspiring members to answer some questions before they're granted entry. Uh, one question was, why do you want to join? I replied, I want to be more involved with my kid's school. A week passed, then a moderator from the group contacted me privately. Can you be more specific about what issues concern you? Yikes, security was apparently very tight for this group. They weren't just going to let me say, let. they weren't going to let just any mom glide in using a few generic answers. Now, I will say that maybe she doesn't know how Facebook groups work, but I'm a member of several, several podcasting Facebook groups, 
And I also had to answer questions and give replies because they want to know that the people in their communities are going to actually be engaged with the, the topic at hand and fit in with the group. This is not unusual, so I don't know why she's complaining. But anyways... Uh, she responded, I'm mostly interested in issues that evolve, involve keeping my, kids physically, keeping my kids physically in school. I messaged back, Zoom school was devastating for my kid and I don't want that to happen again. I wasn't lying about any of that. It was one of the few opinions I share with many conservative parents. Well, good. Maybe we have a common ground. And then she said the moderator sent me a thumbs up and let me into the group. Once inside, I found members were all stripes of Republican, and I was pleasantly surprised to see opinion was not monolithic in the group. Uh, that is actually very true on the Republican side. Uh, they do have uh, many different viewpoints. It is not, to uh, use her word, monolithic at all. <clears throat> Several moms argued against the far-right posters. One woman posted an objection to the children reading To Kill a Mockingbird in class. Uh, divisive concepts, she wrote with a broken heart emoji, emoji. Underneath was a screenshot of a direct message from someone who appeared to be a student that read, uh, I'm in English right now. We're currently reading To Kill a Mockingbird. There's a part where uh, Capernia brings the, ch brings the kids to church with her and another black woman is being extremely racist towards Scout and Jem. My teacher was saying that it was not racism because white people have a higher power over black people in society and that black people can't be racist. Okay, yeah, I would say it's a little bit uh, interesting of the teacher to say that way. Uh, but remember, critical race theory not taught in schools. <clears throat> Article continues. There were several indignant emoji, emoji reactions to the repost. One mom, however, pushed back. Well, she commented... The woman at the church complained that Calpurnia had brought white children to the black church, possibly one of the few places black people felt any sense of freedom and safety. It's a little absurd to call the woman racist, given the context. This comment got a couple of likes and no pushbacks. <clears throat> uh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to let that be. It's not worth digging into. Uh, another surprise I found in the Facebook group was that some huge media outlets were giving them a platform. One of the founders of the group posted that she had done an interview with the New York Times as part of a story on parental rights. The New York Times, I was dumbfounded. None of the women who ran the pro-Democrat invisible groups in my town had ever managed to get an interview with a local paper. I scanned the comments and my eyes nearly popped out of my head. It'll be fine, another mom wrote to the initial poster expressing concern about the New York Times possibly misquoting her. It's a lesson I learned the hard way after the BBC screwed me. The BBC? The BBC was talking to these women? I had to know more. Well, you know, <clears throat> this is just a thought, but maybe the New York Times and the BBC are talking to these women because they're interesting and engaging. Just a thought. <clears throat> All right, uh... The writer continues, unfortunately, a few of the moms may have become suspicious of me. Perhaps I had liked too many comments by moms pushing back against anti-CRT posts. Perhaps some moderators had found the very liberal comments I had posted on other news articles. They didn't go looking. Get over yourself. In any case, when I expressed concern in joining an in-person roundtable discussion event, I saw that the location of the event had suddenly disappeared. I messaged the group moderator about the event location. Just a heads up, she messaged back, I think most people will not be masking. Is that something you'll be comfortable with? 
Uh, I wondered if she was trying to frighten me off. Yes, that's fine, I replied. I never received the location, but luckily I had written it down before it disappeared from the event post. <clears throat> yes, luckily you did. I drove to the meeting with my son. The group moderator had been right. When I joined the meeting, I saw that nobody in the packed room was masked. I gritted my teeth and sat down anyway. I was fully vaccinated and my son wore a mask. He was the only one. I listened to the speakers at the meeting while they discussed how to run for campaign and pressure school boards. Many parents bemoaned how they had to pull their kids from public schools over mask mandates instead of enroll them in, and instead enroll them in private schools. It was a common story. I got the impression that most of these families had income levels that allowed them to pay thousands in private school fees because they wanted to take a stand on masks. I was probably the poor, poorest person there. Okay, so what? So what, Phoebe? Uh, if they have the money and they want to pull their kids out and put them into a private school, they have every right to do so. I don't see the problem here. And... Uh, maybe you were the poorest one there. I have been the poorest one in groups before. I've probably also been the richest. It just depends on who you're around. So what? <clears throat> she continues, uh, there was a lot of anger directed at teachers. Rat out these teachers, one mother instructed. Find a lawyer who can challenge these teachers. Another woman disdainfully noted that teachers don't even know what they're doing half the time. They just pulled it off the internet. A third woman said, there is no discipline for teachers outside of taking away their credentials. The battle lines were clearly drawn. <clears throat> now, this could be a local thing. I don't know. Uh, they might have had legit issues with their teachers. Uh, they might be overreacting. I really don't know. I will tell you that we homeschool our son, but my other three children went through the public school system, and I can very much tell you, there are good teachers, and there's a whole handful of really bad ones out there, too. <clears throat> so the concept of uh, having problems with teachers doesn't surprise me. Uh, she continues, I raised my hand. What do you say to people who are like, oh, you're going to put bounties on teachers' heads? You're marching outside the school board members' homes with guns. School board members are getting death threats and feeling terrorized. Uh, where did the guns come into this? All right. <clears throat> I could see several women visibly flinch at the word bounty. Actually, they probably flinched at the idea of you suggesting guns, but whatever. One woman said she disliked the term bounty, but could see the need for monetary compensation for those who turn in teachers that were doing things parents found unacceptable. Again, whatever they want to spend their money is kind of up to them, isn't it? <clears throat> there are no repercussions for teachers who break the law, she said. If we have to offer monetary compensation for people to report teachers, then I see no problem with that. It's an incentive to wake people up. It wasn't clear what law these teachers were supposedly breaking. As far as I could tell, teachers, like everyone else, got punished if they broke laws. Now, in this case, Phoebe is probably right. <clears throat> um, if they didn't make it clear as to what laws the teachers were breaking, uh, then I would side with the writer on this one. You know, we need more information. But she continues, another woman raised her hand. Look, I know we want to change school boards, she said, but elections aren't until 2023. What do we do until then? We can't just sit around and let them attack our kids. We have to do something. I caught a gleam in the woman's eye I didn't like. There was some flirtation with insurrection being suggested here. What exactly was she saying? Well, I'll tell you exactly what she was saying. Hey, we don't have elections until 23, so what do we do now? Why is that a bad thing? 
I mean, give me a break, lady. They have concerns. They want to be active in their children's education, in their school district, on their school boards. They realize they can't make a wholesale change until the next election, which is two years away. So they ask the question, what can we do now? That seems logical to me, but whatever. <clears throat> She continues, another woman nodded, listen, we've tried to play nice, but they just dig in their heels and dig in their heels. We have to start being not so nice. I didn't like where the discussion was going. The moderator guided the topic back to safer ground. Be pleasantly persistent, she smiled. Be annoying. Be the woman at the school board meeting who always shows up. Be the person who, when the meeting organizers see you, say, oh God, her again. Be that person and please try to get people to vote in municipal elections. Fair enough, a lot of the roundtable debate, debate felt like a Republican version of Run for Something meeting. Run for Something was a movement started after Donald Trump won the presidency that was meant to encourage young progressives to start their own campaigns for political office locally. This right-wing women's group seemed to me to be following the same model, but there was an undercurrent of rage among young group members that I had never seen in the Run for Something meeting. Uh, I'm going to call BS on that one quite honestly, because you can't tell me, especially after the election of Donald Trump, when you're rallying a bunch of young progressives that they don't have anger and rage. Uh, have you looked at AOC and the rest of the squad? Uh, give me a break. <clears throat> Continuing, despite my uneasiness, I couldn't help but find myself liking the women in the room. Okay. They were charismatic. They were energetic. They had no problem letting my low-functioning autistic son play with their children, which is unfortunately rare among a lot of other mothers I've encountered. <laughs> so she's dogging on these people, you know, at one point comparing them to Nazis, and then she says, they're charismatic, they're energetic, I like them. They even let their children play with my autistic son. Yeah, because they're decent frigging people, lady. God. Anyways, it gets worse. She says, but this made me even more uneasy. I realized these women were dangerous precisely because they were so friendly. Just let that marinate in your brain for a minute. This made me even more uneasy. I realized these women were dangerous precisely because they were so friendly. Heaven forbid. Good Lord. The condemnation of history lessons about Ruby Bridges and Jim Crow laws and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was repulsive. They were trying to suppress the truth by labeling unassailable facts about racism in the U.S. as divisive. Equality, diversity, and inclusion were not virtues to be celebrated, but trigger words with a poisonous intent. This nefarious, clever bit of relabeling disgusted me. There was a very clear far-right agenda at work here. I would highly doubt that any of these people had a problem with discussing Jim Crow laws or Martin Luther King Jr. Again, I learned it in school. My kids learned it in school. Nobody said a word about it. It was fine. We should learn these things. But whatever. I think we're being sensational again. <clears throat> she continues, groups like the one I joined often appeal to mothers. The pandemic hit moms especially hard. Lack of childcare has resulted in a, in a she session with thousands of women leaving the workforce to take care of their children. Lonely, frustrated, and financially stressed people tend to be prime targets for radical groups. 
These right-wing women's groups offer a sense of community and friendship to women who are isolated at home with their kids. It can be frighteningly easy for some people to start nodding along with all the rhetoric about evils of critical race theory and COVID conspiracy theories if the women espousing them are also offering you coffee and friendship and child care and making you feel seen and heard. I got to say, there's one part of that paragraph that really bothers me, and that's when she says... Uh, she talks about women isolated at home with their kids. Um, then she has a very poor sense and a poor definition of what family is. If you feel isolated around your family, then you're doing family wrong. You should never feel isolated around your kids. Your kids are a blessing. Get over yourself. All right. She says, I'm currently still a member of this local right-wing women's Facebook group. It has helped me to understand where these people are coming from and just how motivated they are. My membership could end up being rescinded, however, as I plan to attend a few upcoming school board meetings to defend the accurate and honest teaching of all parts of American history, especially in regard to racism and what it has meant and means to be black in this country. I can't stop thinking about the gleam in that woman's eye as she said, we can't just sit around and let them attack our kids. We have to do something. Well, heaven forbid somebody should have passion like you have, Phoebe, but whatever. Though some people think merely tweeting our outrage or frustration is productive, it's not. Those of us fighting against the far right need to be more aware of how energetic and organized they're becoming and the lengths they're willing to go in order to get their way. Right-wing activists are attending school board meetings in the hopes of transforming our children's education and ultimately their lives and future in the United States. It's time for us to be just as active to ensure this doesn't happen. We must fight for our children's safety and the right to learn our nation's history, even the ugly parts, especially the ugly parts. After all, when ugly history gets ignored, it tends to be repeated. Okay. Let's just finish off with this. Like stripping out statues of people who founded this country, even though they had black spots bad things, problem areas. We remove all of that from our history because we can't acknowledge it. We can't talk about it. Uh, you know, we want to deny bad things that have happened all over the place. Well, this just in, if you don't understand your history, to your point, you're doomed to repeat it. So she can sit here and whine all day long about how these people want to to extract quote-unquote racist teaching and whatnot from the school, which again, that's a dubious claim at best because a lot of the things that she was saying they wanted to get rid of, I know for a fact are there, and I know that the vast, vast majority of white people want it to be there. Uh, but she should acknowledge her own side, which is just as equally trying to change history. And again, this harkens back to segment one of the day where I talked about how we're so divided we can't even... We can't even come to a common definition on everything. And apparently we also can't come to a common definition on how people should be taught. Uh, but at the very least, uh, it's interesting that she infiltrated a quote-unquote far-right group of moms who, quite honestly, from what I can tell, only seem interested in the best for their children. Uh, maybe Phoebe uh, should be more concerned about the same for her child. Just a thought. I'm going to go ahead and leave it there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to tear into that article a little bit. If you enjoyed listening to me, please do like, subscribe, share, all of those things. Help us get the show out in front of more and more people. Help us to continue our growth. I do appreciate you. 
Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.